Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of After the Game, a conversation with my dad. My name is Spencer. And I'm Barry tonight, a late one for jazz fans tonight. Those who live on the East Coast and a little late on the West Coast as the Utah Jazz fall in the end, 119 to 116 to the Golden State Warriors who are sitting in the eighth seed in the West and will make the playoffs. An incredible run for the Jazz in the fourth quarter. I think they outscored them 22 to 10. It was an amazing comeback for the Utah Jazz sparked by Jordan Clarkson. Any thoughts, Spence? Yeah, so like you said, uh, great end to the game for the Jazz. You say they outscored them. I think mainly it was just Clarkson outscoring um, Golden State. He really came alive in the fourth quarter, had a, r- a rough, slow start. Um, my favorite plays of the game were mainly when he had the ball in the last two minutes. He's had a couple of three-point plays uh, and ones. I think two, two key, two clutch and ones about two minutes left and he hit some threes, but he started slow from behind a three point line. Obviously he has that streak. Uh, he was going for his, was it his 91st game or his 90th game? I think it was his 91st game with the streak. Yeah. 91st game. It's the most, it's, it's the longest streak behind Steph Curry current right. streak. right now. I, I think and, he just uh, beat so, the streak, right? Yeah. So you just saw, you just saw two of the streakiest three point shooters in the game. Um, Steph Curry is the better three-point shooter. Right. Uh, that said, Clarkson got his shots. I mean, he went uh, tonight 41 points off the bench. That's yeah. hard to do. That's his second, even second 40-plus point game, though. So I think he's right now he has six 30-point-plus games as a Utah Jazz, as a Utah Jazz player. So I mean, <laughs> sixth man of the year for sure, no doubt, no question about it. I kind of had a little funny theory that I think maybe Clay and, and, and Steph Curry were kind of um, trying to get him to not make his three-pointer so that he could break his streak and not pass them. Um, they kind of gave him the open lane a couple of times and he took advantage of that instead of shooting a three, but he, he did have a slow start. He was shooting. I think it was, I think he was 0 for eight or 0 for nine until the third quarter when he got that three. And then he started really, really moving, but it was a, a little bit too much, a little bit too late for the jazz and they couldn't convert came down to the wires an emotional roller coaster the last um the last minute of the game so it was exciting to watch but jazz did not get the win and that that always hurts especially with about three games left yeah the jazz were actually up i think 116 114 right and that's after being down 18 points so right and they they actually had the game in gobert's hands and then an offensive rebound uh, by Looney just crushed him and that gave Steph another shot at hitting a three-point shot. You look at Clarkson, 41 points, seven rebounds, no assists. So he was had the bright, bright green light. He was right. 16 of 33. So he shot nearly 50%, but uh, really had a tough shooting night from three, five of 16. But without him, the Jazz aren't even in this game. So uh, just an amazing night for him. Yeah, I think maybe mentally he was a little bit, um, I don't know how to say this, but he just, he wasn't seeing the basket going or the ball go in the basket from three-point land for a little bit. And that kind of hurt him. But when he came alive, he really took over the game and, and you could see his, just who he is as a player. And that was, that was great to watch. And he put us back in the game and had a great ending with about one minute left. 
But we got to give another shout out to Bojan Bogdanovic. He was player of the week this week, which is much deserved. He has a, he had a 27 point night tonight, six rebounds, two assists. But these past couple of games, we've really seen who Bojan is and he is a scorer. He is a, a player who was in it to win it. Didn't give up this game. And he shot very, um, very well from kind of three point line, four for nine, um, nine for 21 overall but really showed what type of player he is and why the Utah Jazz uh, benefited a lot from last season. And now uh, going into the playoffs, hopefully he can keep playing at the caliber he is. Yeah, I just had another great night um, and really shot the three-point shot well in the first half. I think it was five of uh, four of five and then ended up four of nine. So he struggled down down the stretch, but uh, everything was running through Clarkson and and um, Quinn was putting the ball in his hands. We'll come back to the Jazz in just a minute, but you got to give the Warriors credit. They uh, were they actually led by 18. I say give them credit because they played hard the whole game. A lot of hustle points. Um, Steph Curry scores 36 points on 11 of 25 shooting, but only three of 13 from the three-point line. This is after was 11 of 21 from the three-point shot. So I, w- I was watching... Sven, I don't know what broadcast you were watching, but I was watching um, NBA TV and had the Warriors announcers, and they said that Royce O'Neal was the best defender on Steph all season. Now, Steph ends up with 36. He is all world, but Royce was all over him and forced him to drive only three three-pointers for Steph Curry in a 36-point night. That's pretty incredible that most of his points came on too. Yeah, but that three-pointer came when they needed it the most. I think, uh, obviously, Royce played a great game on Steph Curry. It made it very hard for him to move around and get the ball where he wanted. But at the end, he kind of jumped a little bit up on Curry after they got the offensive rebound, and they were able to find him, and, and he had a clear look and hit that three to put them up, which really hurt. Um, to give a little background on the Warriors and what the Jazz are facing tonight, they are fifth in the league for defense, fifth in the league for deflections, seventh with contested shots, and eighth in opponent three or opponent three point accuracy. And so the, they were definitely the Jazz were definitely going against a team that that knows how to handle handle other teams down the court and know how know how to make it difficult for teams to score. So that kind of kind of was telling of the game the jazz struggled with turnovers that is the talk of the night it's just the jazz not being able to hold onto the ball looks like they had some weird passes actually and just passes out of bounds passes where it was hard for their teammates to catch it and so that really hurt the jazz and ultimately put them in a bad spot towards the end of the game yeah i i i I hear you on that what's interesting is i think they had 10 turnovers in the first half and only four in the second half, but that really crushes your momentum and dug a deep hole for them. Here is the stat of the night. The Jazz turned the ball over 14 times and the Warriors scored 26 points wow. on those 14 turnovers. So they, in the points off turnovers category, the Warriors had 26 to the Jazz six. That's a 20 point sprint, um, you know, difference in Delta in uh, points off turnovers. So pretty incredible there. You know, the Jazz actually, if you look at the stat line, they, they, they won this game in a lot of ways, you know, with their rebounds and offensive rebounds. However, you know, they were only 29% from three. The Warriors much, weren't much better with 33% from three. There was, um, there was something that I saw. Now, Kelly Oubre didn't play tonight, 
for the Warriors, which, you know, he's a, I think a 15 or 20 point scorer. So that meant that you had to have scoring from some other places. And one thing that the Warriors did tonight is Jordan Poole came off the bench and had 20 points. Jordan Poole usually averages 11, so he was 10 over his average. And then Kent Bazemore had 19 as a starter tonight, and he usually only has six. So there are a couple guys that really you know, stepped up for the Warriors and delivered. One last thing on the Warriors here for a minute. Um, Draymond Green had 12 points, six rebounds, and 10 assists. He, he hustled like he always does in 37 minutes. I heard a stat tonight that it's possible the first time in NBA history that Draymond Green will average more assists than he does points wow. and rebounds. That's interesting. <laughs> That's hard to do. He will average more assists on the season than he does points and rebounds. If you look right now at his averages, he's averaging six points, seven points, seven rebounds, and eight assists. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they, he definitely took advantage of um, tonight. He had 10 assists, as you said. And he also kind of started off kind of hot. He was able to drive a little bit on Bogdanovich and, and kind of put himself in a position to score early. But Bogdanovich came off great in the first quarter, had about 11 points, I think, again. So showing why he was the player of the year. And the Jazz really put up a good game. It, it got a little scary during the middle of the third quarter, but they came back. It was a little bit too late, but down the stretch, they looked good and they looked like they, um, I mean, given, given this game in a playoff, it's a different story. Once we get Conley back, once we get Mitchell back, it's going to be a whole different story. And, and the Warriors are really just fighting for that, um, that playoff opportunity with the playoff, with the playing game especially since Memphis won tonight, they are, they were, we're going to be tied with Memphis, but now they're a game ahead of Memphis. And so they're, they're trying to get a little bit more comfortable down the end of the season. So it's a good game. Um, not much. Yeah, the, during the game, I think I, I sent you a note that, that um, we really missed Mitchell's athleticism. Now Clarkson, you know, caught fire um, and was great down the stretch but there were a few times where we really needed a bucket and Clarkson was a little exhausted. It would have been great to have another athlete on the floor during the game. So we do miss Mitchell and Conley. You just hope that we can contain Steph Curry when we, um, when we play them in the playoffs right now, if it was to start today, I think we act, you know, have to play in, but we'd actually play the Warriors in the first round and they now uh, won the series two to one as we played them three games this season. True. Yeah. And so defensively, we were okay tonight. Uh, obviously we had those turnovers, which really hurt us, but defensively we could have stepped up a little bit more. I think Gobert didn't have any blocks, but his presence there, you, you could see him stopping a couple of players from driving. They kind of changed their mind as they saw him in the, in the paint. So he definitely had that impact still. Overall, I think looking back, it's going to be hard to, to be too upset with the performance down the stretch because we came back from that 18 point uh, deficit uh, with uh, Thomas even came in, got some good points, but it was interesting to see Clarkson really take over and, and be who he is. And I think his relationship with the team is great. He has that confidence to go in there and just shoot when he, when he feels it and score when he needs it. He did miss that two pointer that could have gave them the lead down the stretch with about uh, 20 seconds left, but he, he overall, brought us back into the game. So, so that was fun to watch. 
Yeah, you know, just amazing play by Jordan Clarkson. Definitely the sixth man of the year. We've been talking about him, you know, in our first two episodes and, and again today. And by the by, it's May 11th. This was the Jazz third game in four nights. I know a lot of teams are doing that right now, so it's not a major excuse. But when you're playing the third game in four nights on the road, that can be a little tough. So you got to give them credit to at least have had the fight down the fourth quarter. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Matt Thomas. He played four minutes, had five points, brought a little bit of a spark, kind of held the, the team together at the time. Trent Forrest again tonight had nine points, two rebounds, two assists uh, in 19 minutes. These are valuable minutes for guys who might see the floor for three, four minutes in a playoff game, and they will have fine-tuned their game as, the, as they're called upon by having these opportunities with Conley and Mitchell out. So, um, you know, proud of the Jazz for how, how well they played. They, they ran into a, a really, really hot team. And like you said, he was playing for a playoff position in the Warriors and just didn't have enough tonight. But 41 points off the bench, Jordan Clarkson just cementing his sixth man of the year status. Right. And another another note going into the second half or ending the first half, we got to hear a little bit from Mitchell as he spoke with Bowler Jack and Harvering uh, towards the end of the second quarter. And he kind of zoomed in and and kind of did some commentary and, and gave us a little insight on where he's at mentally. He, I, he was not in Golden State tonight, but he gave his insight on how proud he is of the team for for stepping up and Bojan for for taking over and, and, and being a hard worker. I thought it was interesting. It's kind of funny how he kind of, I don't really know exactly how the feel, how the players feel about the playing game system and whether they like it or not. I mean, we've voiced our opinions on how we think it's makes the game a little bit more fun, a little bit more entertaining down the stretch, but as it stands right now, we would be playing golden state. They do have that playing game that they'll have to play, but it sounded like Mitchell gave some insight on how he thought that it, it, it makes it hard for number one or number two seed where the jazz will most likely end up to know who they're going to play. It looks like if uh, once the play game is determined, there's about 48 hours for them to really know who they're going to play. And he just kind of gave his feelings and maybe it's universal for all NBA players, but he didn't really seem too enthusiastic about the idea that there will be a plant system. So I thought that was kind of interesting to hear. Um, Mitchell looked good. He had, uh, he was sitting in a chair with the logo of Louisville and his spider, his spider kind of logo. That was kind of cool wearing his glasses and a WZ hoodie. So it was, it was good to hear from him. Good to hear that he's really excited for the playoffs and he knows that they have a lot to, to, to do when, once they get back and he's excited for that. Yeah, and, and looking forward to having him back. Hopefully uh, the ankle injury is getting better and stronger day by day as we move through these final games of the season and that have a day or two to really get strong. Maybe he'll get back before the end of the season and play a game. But if we do see him in that first round of the playoffs, hope that, that everything is good. And I'm glad that the Jazz are playing well enough for him to, to take that time. So just shifting a little bit uh, outside of this game tonight, uh, history in the making. We talked about it in our last episode as Russell Westbrook tied Oscar Robertson with 183 triple doubles. Well, tonight against Atlanta, Westbrook broke Oscar Robertson's triple double wow. record with his 184th triple-double. Just a testimony to the durability, the hustle, the don't quit attitude, and just the fieriness of, um, of Russell Westbrook, an amazing yeah. player. 
And, uh, and, and yet his team comes up, I think they lost by one point tonight to the Hawks and I, it would have been fitting, but it didn't go down. Westbrook had a final second shot to win the game, but it didn't go in, but kudos to him. I know as jazz fans, we haven't liked to see him because he terrorizes us with just his quickness, his ability, his tenacity, but you got to give it to him. He just broke a record that I'm quite sure many, many people throughout the years have thought would never be broken. Um, so yeah, just say, hats off. It's kind of like um, our, our John Stockton. He, I mean, no one's going to break that assist record. No one's going to break his steals record. And it's just another one of those records that's going to be there forever. It seems like uh, history truly was made. So puts it into perspective how good of a player he's been over his career. Yeah, so gotta love that. It, there were, it looks like there were only two other games tonight. One was that game with the Wizards and the Hawks, um, with the Hawks coming out with the win by one point. And it's crucial for them as they push for the home court advantage. And then the Spurs just absolutely steamrolled the Bucks tonight in San Antonio, 146 to 125, as they fight for yeah, a play in a playoff situation. Yeah, so it's interesting. The, the end of the season is going to be interesting. I know the a big thing to notice is that Golden State actually is playing a back-to-back. They play again tomorrow, and they will be playing the Phoenix Suns. So that's big for, for us, as the Jazz are only a game and a half now above the Suns. Um, hopefully they're able to get some rest tonight, and they can, they can play well against the Suns and, and give them a good game and, and, and help the Jazz out a little bit more. So. Yeah, they, they go to Phoenix, which I think is going to be tough for Golden State. Phoenix is going to be waiting for them, mm-hmm. and they're going to really want to, you know, grab that game and pull even closer to the Utah Jazz. But, hey, listen, at least Phoenix isn't playing a team without anything, uh, you know, to, to do. This is a team, Golden State, that's going to be fighting for that. Um, going up into the East – you know, that loss from Milwaukee kind of puts them in the third spot. So you have Philly in the first spot, Brooklyn next and second. I think Philly will wrap it up with home court advantage in the East throughout the playoffs. They have that three green lead and now Milwaukee slides down to third. Um, the Knicks won't catch them. So one, two, and three looks like it's shaping up Philly, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, Milwaukee. And then you know, Atlanta's trying to get into the four spot and take that away from the Knicks. So you have New York, Atlanta, Miami. Um, some news tonight also in the East. Um, you have the Celtics, Jalen Brown is out for the season with a wrist injury. So Jalen Brown out for the season with torn ligament. The all-star forward is expected to have surgery later this week to, report, to repair a torn ligament in his left wrist. That's a huge blow to the Celtics. They haven't been playing as well as they should this season, and this just hurts them even more. Yeah, they're only two games up uh, over the Hornets right now, and so they got a couple of games that they got to work for in order to – it looks like they, they're only – the other team, the Pacers, they're only three games ahead. So they – I mean, the, over there is kind of coming down to the stretch as well, and that's going to hurt their chances. Um, a little shout out, I guess, to the Jazz for their other game. They're the only team in the league with 50 wins. I don't know if that will be the case at the end of the season, seeing how the, the Suns have 48 wins and the Nets have – or the Sixers have 47. But it is really cool to see the Jazz with, with the skills that they have being with 50 wins. And they move on to Wednesday night. They will be hosting Portland. And Damon Lillard, Lillard comes over to Salt Lake to, to play us as they – 
they seek to kind of solidify their spot in the playoffs without having to play that play-in game. That, uh, for those of you who are listening, that that game will be at 7.30 now. I think it got changed, but the, the tip-off starts at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And the, the Portland Trailblazers, they're only a game and a half above the Lakers, missing that play-in game as they said at the sixth. So if they, they're going to be going for that win. They're on a four-game winning streak. They don't really want to play that play-in game. And right now they're going to be playing hard, and it'll be a good game on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it, the, 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 there's no rest down the stretch here. You know, even though, you know, game every other day is not too bad. They've just been, the Jazz have just been playing a lot of games. And so this will be another crucial game. Glad to be at home to, uh, to make that happen and, and see if they can win. But it's like you've been saying, Portland's playing for their lives as well um, to kind of solidify their place in the standings and, and not have to do the playing game. Yeah, so the season's kind of wrapping up with that. And it'll be fun to watch them. Damian Lillard's always a good player to watch. But I think the Jazz, the Jazz know where they they know that they can play hard towards the end. I, it'd be good to see a little bit more rhythm early on. I mean, Niang started tonight. He, he, he did well at the very beginning. And obviously, Clarkson finished the game out super strong. It'd be good to see him catch that rhythm early. That way, he's confident throughout the whole game. And we can get that win, which would put us a little bit depending on what happens with the Suns, but it could put us in a little bit better position. I mean, if we just do our job, then we don't have to worry about anything. And I think the Suns are definitely on our backs and they're coming in high. And it's going to be interesting to see where we, where we end up. But overall, it's been, it was a great night tonight uh, for, for us to see the Jazz kind of not give up and come together. You could see, I think, towards the – I think the fourth quarter, towards the middle of the fourth quarter – after a timeout, they kind of all huddled together, uh, the, the five that were on the, on the court, and they were all kind of talking to each other, like, listen, we're down 15, we're down 16 or whatever, but this doesn't mean that we're, we have to throw in the towel. And right after that, you could see the run, and so that was kind of cool for me to see. Personally, I like when players are just always coming together and, and, and going for that win no matter what. And you can see the energy right away, and Clarkson, obviously, man, he came alive and had some – some heat checks and he just really went off. Yeah. Uh, so, so love to get your thoughts on um, playoffs and who you would like to play. Let's just start with what we saw tonight. Possible that these two teams face each other in the playoffs. Um, do the Warriors sneak up and with Steph Curry and maybe Kelly Oubre healthy and Draymond Green and no quit attitude. Do they, steal a series from the Jazz or the Jazz full strength, do they, they win that series? What are your thoughts? So my thoughts on the Warriors, I think the Jazz in a, if you, if we have Conley, if we have Mitchell, I think this is a different game. And I think playoff mentality is a little bit different too, especially um, we'd have the, the advantage with the home court. And I, the Jazz have a little bit more fans in the arena. It was interesting tonight watching the Golden State game. They don't have as many fans in the arena, but you could still sense a little bit of energy there. But I think the Jazz, if you look at, I mean, the Warriors have been there. They, they, they know what it means to win games. And, they, and they've obviously turned the season around and got to where they got because of their skills and because of their hard work. But I think the, the, the Jazz, at the end of the day, they have a little bit of an edge. They're, they're the number one team for a reason because they can make their shots. And, and it took them a while tonight, but once the st- shots started falling, it, it almost looked like they were going to be unstoppable. And I think if they get into the rhythm a little bit earlier and with Mitchell and Conley back, 
it's a whole different story. And I think the Jazz can comfortably win. Maybe they win the game in the series in six or maybe they win in five, but I don't think Warriors are too much of a threat uh, compared to other teams going into the playoffs. So I think the Jazz can handle them. My prediction is if we do play the Warriors, I mean, maybe you can catch me on record, but I think we win in five and, and, and if not in six. I don't know what, what, what you think will win in or if you have any thoughts well, on it. I think one of the things you pointed out is crucial and I uh, put an exclamation point on it and that's that the Jazz would have home court advantage and that will mean a lot. The right. fans, the familiarity, I mean, to play them tough on the road tonight in a third game in four nights, but then you get in a playoff situation where you know you're going to have more games at home than away against this team, I think you can get them. Um, what's interesting in the West, it's like, what a, what a tough division, right? If the Jazz right. either get the Warriors or they get the Lakers, right? Um, yeah. How would you like to finish first or second, you yeah. know, play your heart out all season long and then get rewarded by playing, you know, teams – that have won championships over the last, you know, 10 years in the Lakers yeah. and the Warriors. But, you know, you, you got you, to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. But, man, exactly. Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavs, Blazers, Lakers, Warriors. What? Yeah. What an amazing lineup of teams. Super League right there. That, uh, that, that you have to go out and beat. There's no one in there that you can say, well, we'll easily sweep them. It used to be. Well, years ago when I was watching, there's been, you know, the, the eight ups, upsets, the number one seed. I think it's happened twice right. in the NBA. But it's it's rare you see those series go very long. I think a lot of these series can go seven games. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I, th- I think in order, if you had, if I had to put it in order, maybe, maybe you disagree with me on this or not. But I think the teams that we're afraid of the most, or I'm afraid of the most for the Jazz in order would probably be the Clippers, Suns, Lakers, Nuggets. I don't know. The all teams I don't really want to play, but I, I don't know who who would you least want to play first, or who are you tentative of the most going into the playoffs? And and because we're gonna we're probably gonna run into one of those four teams in the first two rounds. If the Clippers catch fire, they're a dangerous team. Yeah, I mean if Paul George plays at at this high level. You know, they now have Rondo on that team that could will them to win. Um, You have, you know, Kawhi Leonard, who has been in these situations his whole career. Um, They're just a really, really good team. You know, when you ask that question, I could say the same thing about the Suns and the Nuggets. Right. You know, the the Mavs are a little bit of a question. It's all Luka all the time, not meaning he does all the scoring, but he, he, he scores and he makes his teammates better. So that team's a little scary, uh, but probably out of the top eight teams, it's the one that I would worry the least about would be the Mavs. Then again, they, you know, they, they blitzed us this year in a recent game. So man, who knows? Yeah. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's just going to be a hard, hard road to the, to the finals to win the Western conference. But I mean, Quinn's the coach of the year for a reason. I, I think he can, or not officially, but he's contending for coach of the year. And I think he can prepare the Jazz uh, and dissect their their opponent. And, and hopefully he can 
strategize in a way that we can win. Uh, the Jazz obviously went out first round last year, which was a little bit of a blow. And, and I don't think they like that feeling. Obviously, the, the, the drive alone isn't enough. You have to have the skills and you have to make the shots. But I think with a good crowd and having home court advantage every single game, if we finish in the number one seed, then um, that could make the difference. And, and the Jazz have beaten every team that they're going to play against. I, don't, I think they've beat the Lakers and they beat the Clippers I think they've won the series except for against the Suns. They lost their series against the Suns, but every, I mean, every game is just going to be a battle. I mean, once you get past, once you get into those four teams, even the trailblazers, we'll see a little bit of them on Wednesday, but they clearly have Damon Lillard, who's one of the greatest scorers in the league right now. And and so it's going to be tough going into the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see how it, when Mitchell comes back, how long it takes for him to get to rhythm and same with Conley, but I'm not too worried about their performance so much as their, um, so much as the the defensive efforts that we have to to make sure that we can ward off these teams. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting exciting time in the playoffs. I'm really really looking forward to having Donovan Mitchell back. Looking forward to having Conley back, and seeing the team at full strength when now we know that Bogey can do it and you can get a bucket at any point in time. He's kind of out of that first of the season slump. You know that Joe is Joe and can hit crucial shots. Niang's now played well. If somebody needs a blow, you have Forrest coming in. Um, So I'm really, really excited about how this goes. It's not, I'm not happy that Mitchell got hurt. I'm not happy that Tommy's hamstring is bothering him, but this has been a great, great test for the Jazz to see how well they play without two superstars. Right. Yeah. I was just going to mention about Steph Curry over the last five games. He's scored 35, 37, 31, 29, 37. Wow. Uh, He's just had an incredible run um, over the last few. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me do that again. 41, 37, 34, 49, 36. Yeah, greatest shooter. Just amazing. This guy is just uh, the the announcers tonight in in Golden State made a comment. They said Steph Curry will go down with most people, if not everyone, remember him for his three point shooting. But what they don't see night in night out is this great ball movement, ball handling, penetration right. down the lane. And we saw that on display tonight. He can Very just cool. do things with the ball. You know, Kyrie Irving has great handles. Westbrook can have great handles. There's a lot of super point guards in this league that can really handle the ball. But Steph seems to do it in, in, in tiny spaces, you know, through tiny screens and tiny windows and just can get to the lane and then make an incredible layup. So it's fun watching these great players and, and the greatest of all time in shooting. When he stepped at the free throw line tonight to, to put the game to a three-point game, they also said he's the greatest free throw shooter in NBA history. So I have to go check those stats. But um, we're truly watching greatness that someday, you know, Spence, you'll be able to tell your kids, my grandkids, that you saw the greatest shooter of all time. I know it's crazy. He definitely exposed us tonight. I know. um, Oh, what's his name? Played great defense on him, but he still dissected us. He's still, it's hard to, I mean, you gotta be locked on him, but he can, he can sneak out. 
And so I think kind of towards the end of this, I think we should just remind everybody or kind of go over kind of the way the playoffs work with the playing game. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the nine plays the 10 seed, correct? And the winner of that's the eighth seed. And then the seventh play the eighth seed. And the winner of that's the seventh seed. Is that how it works? Yep. Yep. Nine and 10 play each other. And right now that's Memphis and San Antonio would be play each other. And they just play one game, right? I think the way that it works, the the they might. I I thought I thought that one of these teams, one of these series, that the home team gets two chances to win one. Yeah. So one team has to just win one, and the other team just has to win two. Right. So right. do the so Spurs would have to win. That's interesting. No, no, this no nine team either. Or does the does the ten team play the play the? Oh, he, yeah, the nine ten winner, then plays the seven eight loser, to determine the eight seed. The seven eight winner just automatically becomes the seven seed. Okay. So we got Memphis playing San Antonio. The winner of that would play the loser of the Lakers, and. So the seven eight seed actually has a shot, has a couple of shots to get to play in. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Kind of. <laughs> I think there's one. I think there's one more twist to it that the winner of the nine ten or the loser, one of those teams, the loser of the seven eight, has a chance. I think might have to win two. We'll have to read up on it and make it better. I'm pretty sure the higher seed only has to win one game in order to move to the next part. And the lose the lower seed has to win two games in order to move to the, to the next part. That makes any sense at all to whoever's listening. I don't know, but um, anyway, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Good, good. You know, another, another game. So we play again tomorrow night. I was saying Wednesday, but I guess it's tomorrow night. No, it's it's, oh, it's, no, wait. it's it, Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It just switched. Because, it's at seven thirty now. Tip offs at seven thirty. Yeah, I was thinking it was tomorrow, meaning Tuesday, but it's already tomorrow for me. Yeah, because I'm looking at it and it did say a.m. So good night and uh, and go Jazz. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Have a good night. Yep.